Yeah. It's like, how many takes we gonna do? You know, we just gotta, we just gotta do it. When I make it up, I have to I'm the stupid red. Yeah. I'm the holding bag. Yeah. Push the brand new chair. When I make it up, I have to be. It's 11 o'clock. I'm stupid money. At night. <laughs> yeah. Come on, y'all, y'all drinking? What's up? Yeah. Okay. Y'all this joint? Cause this is everything y'all wanna hear, baby. Yeah. Yeah, Lil Murder. Oh, is that his name? Lil Murder? I, I thought the dude's name is Jay Alphonse from P Valley. But in the movie, it's Lil Murder. Isn't it? The show is Lil Murder. Yeah. Yeah. I don't write them a blow bag. Why have money if not to blow it? I mean, really? What is the point? Bro, no, but seriously, though. Seriously, though. And this is what they say about money. Money is energy. It's always moving. If you're going to have money just to hold on to it, you, you're doing the wrong thing with money. I, I'm sorry. Money is for circulation, okay? I don't even use the word spend like that no more. I always act rich, even I, even if I ain't got it. You know, you circulating money. You moving it around. You send it out, that motherfucker come right back to you. But if you constantly get, you going to save your money, put your shit in the bank, nigga, you ain't living life right. You ain't living life right. So anyway, that's a little murder. We like it, bro. A gay rapper. He plays a gay rapper, a homo, uh, a download rapper, DL rapper on the show P Valley, which is complete fiction because we know there's no such thing as gay rappers, right? Uh. <laughs> Welcome back to Blame the Victim Podcast. I'm your host, JC Best. Huge, huge, huge shout out to my guys. This wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for my guys. Bro, look out for them. Some of the most talented up and coming artists I've seen today. All right, shout out to Big C. <laughs> Big C, where you at, Big C? Where the, the at? Where the at? B I G C period is music. Okay, and my man Phoenix, and then coming through with the vocals. We was on his music video shoot the other day. Phoenix, where they find you, brother? Uh, you can find me at Instagram at FNXWorld underscore wide. You see it? Uh, guys, so happy to be back. I got so much. Oh, yes. I got so much feedback uh, about last episode about the dysfunctional organization. Uh, but guess what? I just wanted y'all to know who I am, okay, and where I'm starting. You know what I'm saying? And we moving, baby. We just getting better and better. So we're going to be a little more organized today. Uh, let's start out with a shout-out of the sponsors, man. Big, big shout-out to the sponsors for giving us this book, you know, so we can come to you each week. Nifty Comedians, a digital blockchain service that connects comedians with their fans through the forms of NFTs. I don't even need the paper, baby. Okay, this is how paid we are. 
with Nifty Comedians. Uh, support comedians by going and buying their NFTs, which you can easily do with your credit card at niftycomedians.io. Okay, so big shout out to uh, to, to Nifty. Uh, this week, we're also performing. We got a little performance uh, this Friday night. I'll be performing for Paperboy. Uh, gallery Paperboy is an artist, another weirdo nigga. I just and I'm not gonna be saying nigga a lot. I promise. I promised I wouldn't say the n word a lot um, because it makes white people uncomfortable. And white people, we want you your support. Okay, we want your support on this podcast. We love white people, um, and we want you to be comfortable. And Paperboy is a, also a rapper, an artist in Brooklyn who is also running for Congress. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna be performing on Friday night. Have you ever seen this? Thing? Have you ever seen Paperboy? <laughs> he is a weirdo, dude. Uh, I'll be. I'm gonna be reviewing my own performance uh, from last week as well. No, 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 not, not, not. Is that how we doing it? Okay. Uh, I'm going to be performing. First, I'm gonna be performing. Uh, this Friday night, July 22nd, at the Paperwork Prince Gallery, which is located at 1254 Myrtle Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. Okay, and that's at 7 p.m. And uh, I'm also going to be reviewing my performance from OTA. So check it out, y'all. I'm the first stand-up comedian to perform at an OTA event. OTA is... Uh, open for all entertainment and these guys this is the ballroom scene i don't know if you know about the ballroom scene but these are the people who vogue and it's basically like a black it's like a pageant in the hood <laughs> for gay hood gay hood <laughs> i'm sorry it's not all gay it's the community so it's family it's open to all gay straight bisexual trans all that and i perform Ooh. comedy yeah, big shout out shout to the, out to the people. Shout out to the, uh, the Alphabet family and shit. And uh, the Alphabet mob. And I performed, and it was, uh, you know, and I ended on a good note, but boy, uh, gays can be a little sensitive. Uh, yeah, man, it was freaking awesome. I'm going to be reviewing that. Um, and, uh, you know, big shout out to Chad Bailey, man, who, who gave me the opportunity to. To, to perform and trusted me, you know, with the people, put his trust in me, you know, and I, I, I really appreciate Chad. Chad is also a very, very talented artist. Chad does it all, right? He models, he does music, he directs, you know, he does all that stuff. Also, a big shout out to Jasmine, the mother of OTA, okay? The mother, a mother, as they don't say with the mother of OTA. Uh, and Bugs Gutter. Bugs Gutter is uh, also a rapper, man. We got to shout these guys out, man. Talented rapper, uh, part of the family. And uh, shout out to all of these people in OTA for, for having me and keeping it going each week. It really is like a family. I mean, you bringing in people from the streets, man. It's like a very family feel. It's like a pageant. It's like a pageant. If you ain't never seen a ball, go on YouTube. It ain't nothing like you've ever seen. These is these could be football players, Olympic Olympic ch champions. The way they be going up and down. On the, I've never seen you be having dudes, grown dudes, and wigs and nails, It'd be flipping and doing shit that fucking Michael Phelps can't do. Okay, uh, and I don't know how they not don't got an Olympic category for voguing. I really don't. But you know, consider it because these motherfuckers is athletes. 
Um, okay, so let's go ahead and get us started this week with our affirmation of the week, okay? Uh, this week's affirmation is, I'm so happy now that I'm doing my life's work, which is so effortless, lucrative, and fun. I say this three times a day. I wake up and I say it. In the afternoon, I say it. And then I say it before I go to sleep. And I just keep repeating it. And then I just think about what it is like to be doing my life's work and how that feels. This is what I feel. I want to have a platform where I'm talking to the people. YouTube, Patreon, Instagram, all the networks, okay, online. And I want to be able to communicate to the streets about this metaphysical, spiritual stuff. Because I think if anybody needs it, it's the streets, baby. And a lot of medical, physical people, I notice the people that follow them. And I don't see a lot of people of color, or not just people of color, but poor people. You know, um, people in the trenches, like nobody teaches us how to think, you know, it's all about hard work. Rich people always be like, work hard. Them niggas don't be working hard. We work hard for them. And I peep game, you know, I peep game. So my affirmation and my desire is that on a physical scale in my reality, um, uh, one day I will just be living and flowing and working on a daily basis to bring y'all this good news that I got, you know, and uh, of course, travel of the world and all that type of stuff, you know, in person meeting y'all and talking about this stuff, but I want to bring this to the streets. And so that's the affirmation of the week. And, and, and you just do, you, you take it, whatever your goal is, okay? So whatever it is that you want in your life, you always say, I'm so happy now. It's got to be present. Okay, if it's I want or I desire, you're signaling, you're signaling your subconscious brain to keep it as a want. Okay, if you affirming and you saying stuff and it's always in the future, I wish or I want one day, that's what it's going to be. A one day wish, baby. So whenever you do your affirmations, make sure you put words in like now or right now or I'm feeling this, you know, now so that it signals to your subconscious brain that this is a part of your experience now. And guess what, guys? I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. The money ain't there yet, but that's okay. That's okay. We feeling like it's upon us. Okay, so that's the affirmation of the week. Now... We got a new segment. Oh, damn, do I have any game show music? Can we get some, can we cue some game show music? Hold on. We got a new segment. Wait a minute. First off, hold on. Let's play with some of these affirmations. Hold on. That was a good one. Yeah. I get a little applause for that. For my little affirmation of the week. I get a little Get a applause. Um, wait a minute, Chad. We, we gotta have this looped in some game show theme music for this because this is hold up theme music. Hold up, can we do some some royalty free type joint? Hey, they call me the king of YouTube. Hold up, uh huh. Hotels.com. Shut up. Okay, shut up. All right, here we go. Okay. And boom, we a little unorganized, guys. Oh, this is good. This is real Jefferson type shit. We like this. Yeah. 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 
Chad, what you got? You got a little song, bro? Come on. Do we have a little love song we can speak for? Who's to blame? Wait a minute. Let's start it again. Hold on. Let's start it again. Then, yeah. week uh me and big c were having a conversation in the park about uh, none other than takashi 69 okay <laughs> a local hero and uh we were discussing <laughs> and he's still booked and busy he's still booked and busy so uh yeah well yeah to some of us he is actually uh but who is to blame in the whole takashi 69 uh, nine tray gangster situation. Okay, so we all know uh, Takashi snitched on his gang, the Treyway Nine Tray Bloods, you know, for a Rico case or whatever. And a lot of these dudes went to jail for a long time. Takashi went to jail for like a year, what it was like two, three years, not even, and then got a reduced sentence because he snitched. It was a disaster that caused a lot of heartache in a lot of people's lives. Who's to blame? So, who is to blame in the Takashi Six Nine situation? Okay, is it Takashi Six Nine? All right. Is it the Treyway uh, Blood Member Gangs? I'm gonna let y'all think about it. Okay. And we go. And crowd, what do we say on three? Who's to blame? One, two, three. Y'all say Takashi? I say Takashi. Takashi? Phoenix, what do you say? And I have a, I have a, I have a small fact here. I blame them all. Okay, no, we, we have facts. Phoenix, what do you say? I blame them all. Blame them all is not, no, no, it ain't no blame to all. Okay, fine. If that's your answer, fine. Blame to all. Everybody's to blame. Go ahead. Okay, Takashi 69 still has a publishing deal currently, but his royalty accounts remain unrecouped. For people who don't understand what unrecruit means, it means any and everything that he puts out from here for the next 10 years, he receives no money off of it. What? That can't be a fact. He's he's Wait a minute, you mean from old music? Takashi 69 still has a publishing deal, yes, but his royalty accounts remain unrecouped due to the enormous advances taken out by the record labels prior to him being locked up. Oh, because of the... He's still paying... Oh, he's paying it back. Okay, yeah, that's fine. But he's still making money, but it's just not going... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 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 but the bottom line is people are in jail for their lives, okay? So the members of the Treyway Blood Gang are in their, are in jail for life. Who is to blame for that situation? You saying Takashi is to blame. Guys, I'm going to tell you it's very simple. The nine Trey Bloods are to blame, okay? And we're going to discuss it. Why? Why? Because they need to get human resources. That's what they they, they need. These gangs need human resources to check who who allowing in the gangs. The Takashi is not a street dude. It, it, or, Takashi wasn't a street dude. Everybody who lied deserves to be locked up because they lied. 
Takashi was a young, regular dude who got a little clout, a little internet clout, started rapping or whatever, and the gang members, the gang members seen, they seen the fire under this dude, and they said, okay, we gonna get behind him, we gonna initiate him into the gang, and of course, he's all the Takashi was all about clout. He was a little internet little boy. He was just doing wild shit. I remember when, remember when he used to wear the AIDS shirt? He would just wear AIDS and he was getting like all the tattoos on the face. He wanted this, y'all. He wanted this fame shit. He was willing to do anything he could to get it, including join a gang. But he wasn't a gang member. These gang dudes took him in, a non-street member, and when the ish hit the fan, he ratted, okay? Because they were not loyal, which that's a, you know, that's another topic. He was doing gay stuff. I don't remember him doing gay stuff. He was doing. He was that. He, he, the bottom line is, he wasn't a street dude. He was willing to do anything he could to get the attention to get, you know, in this gang. And when the shit hit the fan, he ratted because he wasn't a street dude. And whose fault is that that y'all let him in the gang? Y'all, y'all, come on, bro. Resources up, <laughs> like like what? What are you? You just gonna let anybody into the? And wait a minute, you gonna let anybody into the game and then not um like realize that the consequences that come from people who are not really into the street code? I'm gonna tell y'all right now. If y'all let me in the gang, oh, everybody's getting snitched on. Okay, everybody's getting snitched on because I'm not a street dude. So if you fuck my girl, all right, and threaten my mother and steal dollars from me, you know. Guess what? Nine one one. We have a we have an emergency. Oh, yeah. Put yourself in a position to hurt other people. We just said it because Takashi was a young boy who wasn't a street dude and was willing to do anything for clout so, to get on. So shouldn't, so shouldn't doing anything also mean I'm willing to be locked up just like everybody else? Yeah. He, he said he said it, and I believe the boy, the young boy. He said I was willing. Like this was my best man's. And when he found out that he fucked his baby moms and they stole all their money, him, they was behind the kidnapping, threatening his moms. Bro, so my question, what, what can my you question is, should any and everybody who lied in this situation be locked up? He was locked up. Still, and he was locked up early. No, he should still, everybody should still be locked up. No, he's not going to still be locked up because <laughs> the government gave him a deal that if he raped everybody else, he will get out. Okay, Phoenix is, 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 is signaling that it was a setup. How was it a setup? How was it a setup? I think it was a setup. I think everybody just wanted to be something that they weren't. And Anything everybody with the should government be locked up. What do you mean, everybody? No, the trade was true. They Anything with the government, let's be honest, is it not a setup? Anything with the government is a setup. Uh, uh, bro, I don't. Okay, listen, the government is not here to fucking be criminals' friends. They're here to trap criminals. Okay, I mean, come on, that's the name of the game. So the bottom line is, you, 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 come on, man. Come on, you, you doing this. I'm not a street dude. And you fucking my baby moms and threatening my mother and stealing $600,000 and kidnapping me. Guess what? You know what part is your fault? Speaking of Takashi, the part that is his fault to me is if you were so willing to do any and everything to be part of this thing yes be willing to take all the consequences no. then you're not guys to do guys guys this is very simple okay it don't matter about my opinion don't matter about big c opinion Takashi is out right now living the life do y'all see him why hasn't oh, he been touched
He has not. He's out here traveling, getting booked and busy. I don't even know if y'all on YouTube. He was just in Turkey or one of them type joints, and he's living a fabulous life. Just love money in the videos, cars, rice. But guess, but guess the, 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 the game is up in jail. This is why we blame the victim. Next time, gang members. Next time, gang members, vet the people you let in your gang better. This is the lesson. You want to be robbing and killing? I don't have a problem with robbing and killing. But just make sure you vet the people that you're going to rob and kill with. Don't be robbing and killing with nobody like me. Because <laughs> if you fuck my baby's mother, nigga, everybody got to die. Okay? So anyway, that was a, a a great another. Oh man, this is this is. I really think this is going great. Let's get a little applause going. Hold on, wait. Let's get a little applause. Let's get a little applause. <laughs> Big shout out to Takashi Six Nine. Okay. All right, hey, guys. He said that, not I. Not yeah, I, yeah. Not I, yeah. I, Blame I, the victim. You 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 got a friend in us, sir. You got a friend in I us. Yeah, that's correct. Keep on robbing and killing. All right. Um, this week's. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about that. I don't give a fuck. This is what it is. This is why it's called blame the victim, bro. And 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 if you don't want to be victimized, hopefully you'll learn your lessons. If you don't learn your lessons, you'll keep on running into the same thing and over and over. And don't try to join things that you're not prepared to join. Uh, we disagree. Join things that you're not prepared to join. You, you'll be all right. You'll be all right as long as you're vibing high and you know you, you know what you're doing. You'll, you'll be okay because Takashi's rich. He's killing it right now. Them gang members is up in jail. Uh, doing what? Nothing. Crying. Y'all fault. I don't think they're crying. They're not crying in jail? What they doing? <laughs> okay, let me shut up before I get... Uh... All right. Um... This week's topic, guys, back to me, all right? Back to me. I was talking to Phoenix about this last week, and it's true. The The, the podcast is about blaming the victim, and we're going to have guests on, and I want to hear people's stories, and, and I want to hear people's problems, you know, because we really do want to help you. But we want to start by really getting a relationship with you guys and me i want y'all to understand why i think like this okay there's a reason why i have this type of understanding all right and so this week we're going to do a little bit of a history go into some of the books that i read all that type of stuff and uh you know it starts with five is topics to just give us topics to discuss um i don't know if i have topics to discuss i'll throw some stuff out you know but this is more of like a history situation Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yo, guys. Guys, I got... <laughs> I, this is, guys, this is my first time uh, self-producing a podcast with no uh, co-hosts. So there's going to be some bumps in the road. I'm getting some excellent cues from my people. And unfortunately, I am drunk and high. And so we don't understand all of them. All right? But this is absolutely true. Guys, if you have a problem, I don't care what it is, write into us at blame the victim podcast at gmail.com and we will help you resolve your issue by showing you how it's your fault. Okay, our Instagram, follow us at blame the victim pod, blame the victim pod. Okay, um, 
All right. I started out as a Christian. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> 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 I started out as a Christian. <laughs> Like we all, like a lot of black people do, who have just blindly <laughs> listen, <laughs> who have just blindly been told what to do. And guys, listen, I don't have a problem with Jesus. Okay, I really do believe Jesus was a person that walked this earth. Okay, I think the issue is with Christians. Yeah, the problem, and how you interpret what this man was here to do that's my issue my issue ain't with jesus it's with you you know and how you interpret the bible how you interpret you know this man's works um i grew up in a church called the worldwide church of god all right you can look it up uh it was founded by a man named um uh, Armstrong. His name was, uh, I can't remember the man's name, but it was an Armstrong. We, they called us Armstrongites, okay? It was a little cultish. It had the feel of a cult, okay? Just because it was so different than other Christian, uh, you know, demographics. We were non-denominations, um, uh, rather. We were non-denominational. Okay, we didn't do anything like the other Christians. We didn't do anything like these other motherfuckers. We read the Bible. <laughs> and we believed in the whole Bible from the Old Testament to the end, the New Testament. And we actually believed that the New Testament was a fulfillment of the Old Testament. So we didn't throw away the Old Testament. You hear a lot of Christians talking about how the Old Testament is done away. We, we didn't teach that or believe that at all. We believe that the New Testament, Jesus came to fulfill the law and the prophets. Okay? So everything that you find in the Old Testament, we observed. All right? Uh, on the Sabbath, all right, we would observe the Sabbath, the seventh day, Saturday. All y'all Christians out here going to church on Sunday, I'm telling y'all, 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 y'all ain't no, y'all ain't no, y'all like read a damn history book. What are y'all doing? No, seriously. And in the fourth, read a history book that was based off of other people's opinion of the world. You can't read a history book that's based on other people's. I don't completely understand what Phoenix said right there, but but Big C did say. Say Catholicism, and that and that's a lot to do with it. That's a lot to do with it. Um, the fourth uh, century, in the fourth century, right, right around 335, I think it was 335 AD or something like that. The Council of Nicaea. Look it up. This was, um, you know, uh, I, I guess just the the Roman. It was, I believe, it was the Romans at the time. Guys, it's been a long time. I just haven't really applied myself. Obviously, I've got some reading up to do. But the bottom line is that this council. Um, these council members and clergymen and, you know, the heads of the church, if you will, decided that they wanted more money, which is what it's about. So they were going to open what was largely a Jewish, you know, Aramaic type of religion with, Jew with you know, Jesus followers to Gentiles. And a lot of things changed, including, you know, um, worship of the sun god, which would be later introduced, which was obviously the which was worship of a deity on Sunday. 
you, you get his sun god Sunday, okay, which is how that came to about. But prior to that, the observance was the seventh day of the week, Saturday. So, you know, seventh-day Adventists I can kind of get with. Jehovah's Witness, these niggas go to church every damn day, so they, they don't really count. You know what I'm saying? But, but they be in the gym with their with they Jesus of service. But this whole going to church on Sunday, if you just do a little bit of research, that is just completely pain and late as hell. You're late. You know what I'm saying? As my friends in the ballroom community would say. You're late as hell, okay? Uh, other things that we did not do that y'all regular Christians do. Uh, Christmas. Uh, you have Christmas. Jesus could not possibly have been born in the winter in, 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 the, in, in, in December. Especially in the Middle East. And, and if you look, but, but if you look at where the heart is... So, so again, guys, you have to do you have to do your googles, okay? You got to do your googles because obviously I'm so far removed from this stuff, which you know this is partly on me. But if you do research, Jesus died around 33 and a half, okay? So if you trace them 33 and a half years back, you don't land on Christmas, okay? You learn you land on you know somewhere in the turn of uh, September, October, okay? In the fall, you you get some more time in the fall, you know, which actually makes more sense in terms of you know the uh, three wise men bringing him the gifts and being in the mage, all that type of stuff. Ain't no shivering and no manger in December. Doesn't make sense. Okay, foolishness. All right, um, we did not observe Easter. Bullshit. Pagan. That's a more pagan holiday. Okay, we observed the Passover. Okay, which is what Jews observe, you know, um, which is more in line first century apostolic teachings. Okay, so, you know, this is the type of stuff that I grew up in on Friday night, sunset, Friday night, TV off, work cease, quiet. It was like Amish. We was like Amish. Motherfuckers. I mean, it was, it was, and this was how I grew up my first 30, you know, 20 something years of my life. Okay. We're talking about every single Friday sunset to Saturday sunset. There was no type of um, partying or working or doing anything. Okay. It was literally just quiet. And we observed everything that you see these Jews doing, we was basically doing. Okay, so the high holy days you got um, your Rosh Hashanahs, your Yom Kippur's, anything that's in the Old Testament and the Law and the Prophets, we we were observing them. Okay, and you know what it taught? What it taught was that uh, when it comes to the Bible, you don't just like bullshit the Bible. Motherfuckers be saying like terms that really not in the Bible. Have you heard "Come as you are"? That's a bullshit term, nigga. And, and that is not. Come as you are. up shit that a uh, fucking uh, black preacher in uh, Louisiana came up with in the tent. A white slave. A white slave. Okay, so there you go. And you know what? See, what's ass? Wait, wait, see, see, Betsy, Betsy. And listen, let's go into that for just a minute, okay? A lot of black people's Christian beliefs come from white slave owners in the 18 and 1700s, guys. I'm not saying, hey, master, we love you white slave masters. We know you did your big one. But, 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 but your 
beliefs and foundations for everything you hold dear came from them. And mind you, but what were you gonna do? Were you gonna believe their way, or were you gonna let them hang your whole family and kill your kids and rape their wives and murder them? No, 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 no. See, you see, that would be a good analogy. So since you want to believe that stuff or you let them, you know, uh, rape your wives in front of you. First off, you was getting done wrong by these motherfuckers, okay? So that, that's neither here nor there. If, if black, guys, if, if we, if we, if we, um, if we, if you fake the funk, okay, for your white slave master to get by, I can understand that. But that's not what we did. We wholeheartedly internalized Christianity into yeah, black consciousness. We thought maybe, we thought maybe they would stop. No, we really believed we didn't have, we could not do anything as big and strong as we is. We couldn't do anything with these white people and they whips and chain. And, and so instead of, instead of, instead of, Doing what we had instead instead of doing what we had to do to to actually break the shackles, we was praying to an invisible white, uh, blonde haired blue eyed Jesus, you know, to to say. And what happened was we internalized this generation after generation after generation, and. Now you got many black people, I would say probably the majority of black, I think we're waking up now, but for many years the majority of black people have, have grown up Christian. And I have to say this, guys, it has not served us. It has not served the black community. You know, let me please, let me finish my statements. It, it has not served the black community, Christianity. I am sorry. Because all I see is a, a race of... It, <laughs> beautiful a race I'm talking about black people, the black race I see a race of beautiful strong, capable people relying on an invisible d -d 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 to save them out of their misery and, and guess what guys this. nobody's coming to save y'all black asses I'm sorry Generate. We're talking about for two, for thousands of years since Jesus died. Every generation, every generation thinks the, of Christians think that Jesus. Can y'all whisper? Can you just whisper, my boy? Every generation of people of Christians think that Jesus is coming back in their lifetime to save them. When the hell is this motherfucker come back? When the hell is this blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white Jesus? Looking feminine as hell on that cross, okay? Coming to save y'all black asses. Here's a thought. He's not coming. It's time to save your damn selves. It's time to save your damn selves. And mind you, this is not, you know, I'm joking in part because obviously I don't have true problems with Christians. If, if, if Christianity is serving you in your individual life, then, then so be it. But for the mass consciousness, y'all looking weak. Y'all looking weak out here. What's up, uh, so my Phoenix? My question is, if you believe that Jesus Christ walked this earth, and we're not the, the white man that we see on the cross, so what makes you think that he's not walking around in spirit, coming back to save those who do believe in him? Beyond that, I think it's all people. Phoenix, I need help to understand. Phoenix, you be making you be making some points. I, 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 Either we sit here and say that Jesus Christ walked the earth and I do, I do think Jesus Christ all of these miracles, <clears throat> right? And the white man made him into this blue-eyed, blonde-haired person, right? Who is to say that Jesus Christ really did, did exist and didn't exist? 
but we walk with the spirit. So let's let's answer that question. So let's answer that question. Phoenix is saying, "Who? Why? How? You know? Why can't Jesus be saving us now? Why can't He be walking amongst us now and saving people?" Okay, guys, this is the bottom line. This is the bottom line, and this is this is very in line with this podcast and my beliefs currently. Okay, I believe Jesus as a man, whatever He did or didn't do. The inspirational person he was, I believe he just showed us that we could, every single one of us can be like him. Every single one of us can move mountains and do miracles. Every single one of us. I look at Jesus as my brother, not somebody that has to save me like I can't do for my damn self. I look at him as, a, as an inspiration like my man Jesus did it, I can do it too. You, you understand? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, y'all, 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 it's not that I'm disrespecting the homie. Yeah. It's that this whole idea, and, and it's not just black people, it's, it's white people, it's everybody, it's the human. We do not believe we have power in ourselves. We believe that some, we believe we need somebody to save us. It, because we be weak, we out here weak, we, you know, we have insecurities, we got problems, and, the, and, 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 and it's human nature, it's human nature to not believe that you are good enough to free yourself out of your own conditions. Okay? When we got each other. When we have each other. We, we, we don't use the powers that are right in, right in front of our eyes. We are, we are the, right in front of our we eyes. We are the, the children of God. If we listen here praying... Mary, watch over the fruit of thy womb. Every child that comes out of a woman is God's child. I, I, I would go a step further. I, 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 okay, so Phoenix Ma finally made a point that I can get with, but I, I would even go a, a, a step further. And I don't, know, I don't know if y'all are ready for this. I don't know if y'all are ready for this. Every child that comes out of the womb of a woman How about that? How, how, how about how about God is literally, you know, we are all like literally extensions of God. It, we are God in human form. That is a very complex topic, so I don't really want to get into it so deeply today. But it's it's a word, okay, guys. The idea that someone is coming to save you, eh, it's late. It ain't happening. All right, and as a Christian boy. And a teenager, I grew up with this religion. Going back to you know to to to, to the purpose of, of this podcast, a little bit of history, how I transitioned into what I believe as now, and it wasn't serving me. I got baptized at 19 with tears in my eyes, crying because I just was so thankful that Jesus would forgive me for all my sins at 19. What is a 19-year-old doing? Beating his meat. <laughs> What was I do? I was beating my fucking meat. What would I do? I might have drank. I don't even think I had smoked weed yet at 19. I was drinking and beating the meat part. Just being a 19-year-old. And when I finally got baptized, I was just the biggest sinner in the world. I was just the worst person in the world. Really. Really. And, and, and God bless the Worldwide Church of God. And, and, you know, eventually it was like daughter churches because the Worldwide Church of God broke up into other, you know, churches. And, um... You know, it was a constant battle. Like, just, you're never good enough. You need Jesus. <laughs> you're never good enough. And I really think that's what Christianity does. It gives people uh, insecurity. It's like in our subconscious bird that we need somebody else. 
we need something or somebody like we're not good enough my whole fucking life i'm just not good enough you know do you feel forgive me always always saying sorry always apologize oh we're never good enough you know like you know and this stayed with me into my 20s and that like this is bro this is bro i've had to freight crawl my way out of this damn thinking you know i got i was a very rambunctious like lively personality kid if you can believe that you know at my church um they they they're looking at me to to um to kind of like lead the youth you know so when i hit like 21 22 da 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 you know my regular corporate job ain't really going right <laughs> oh man this is a key we don't have time for all these stories we don't have time for all these stories they're good though guys they're juicy they took this rambunctious 21, 22 year old boy and they tapped me on the shoulder, okay? And they led me to believe that I had a career in the ministry, all right? And I wanted to believe it. I, all I knew was I was a sinner, wasn't no good. And, but everybody, did, I got a good personality and I was very popular in the church. You know, at this point I was in, uh, I, it went from Global Church of God, oh man, we get, we, 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 we dropping names now. And then it transitioned to Living Church of God, okay? And at the time of Living Church of God, I'm like 22, 23, you know, 21, 22. And they saying, bro, we want you. You know, like the army, what, what was the army slogan? It was like, it was like that. Cause bro, I'm, I'm talking to my minister who, who I did love, you know, my, the pastor at the time is saying, I don't think this is, I don't think I'm fit for this, but they couldn't get enough of Jace of 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 me, Juan, Juan Carlos. They could not get enough of me because I just had that personality that attracted everybody. And they said, you know, he's a minister in the making. He is the minister. He's the minister we need. So I went through a ministerial trainee program. Okay, and of course here I am. I'm I'm go I'm I'm 21, 22. I'm like you know, not really supposed to be fucking, and I'm, I'm, like, having feelings, not so much gay, but it's like, like, I'm feeling like, I'm feeling like I could do it all, I'm feeling like I could do it, I'm feeling like I could do it, man, I'm feeling like I could do it, all. It's a little horny, little da, 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 da. you know, Christians be horny, you know what I'm saying, and I'm having all these feelings, but you cannot teach the people unless you're married, unless you're married so i had me a little girlfriend you know what do you do what do they do pressuring me pressuring me pressuring me to do what to get married to get married because uh you can't counsel married couples if you're not married yourself so here i am lo and behold we skipping we skipping we skipping here here i am now at 24 okay and I'm a ministerial trainee. I'm going in my third year. I'm, I'm in the process of like on my way to getting ordained. That means having hands laid on you. I'm already sat, I'm full-time minister. So I'm preaching. I'm traveling up and down the Eastern coast, Canada, North Carolina, Jamaica, just travel, doing, giving sermons, counseling people, doing community service. Nigga, I'm in this shit. I'm in, I'm in deep. Okay, and uh, I I get married. You know, I I have our wedding. Oh my God, I'm skipping over so much good. There's so much good shit, some juicy gay shit too that I really want to get to, but we just don't have time. But the bottom line is, nigga, I didn't know if I should be getting married. <laughs> I didn't know if I should be getting married because niggas wasn't gay or whatever. Like niggas don't be gay, but niggas was like having like <laughs> having some thoughts. We, we were having thoughts. <laughs> we were having thoughts. And I'm like, I don't want to do this to this poor girl. 
I don't want to do this to the poor girl. To the point where the the wedding, my wedding, which was a who's who, <laughs> a Christian who's who, nigga, <laughs> a real party, a real glamour show. It was a disaster, like a bad karma omen. Motherfuckers was driving to get to my wedding, got into accident, getting into accidents on the freeway getting hit by trucks it was downpouring rain everything was going wrong i was like i think surely this is a sign we gotta have an episode of this but this hurts bro yeah i mean everything was going people was getting into accidents people was it was it was just it felt it felt not right something didn't feel right <laughs> and lo and behold we went through with it and this young 24 year old got married confused like I don't know what I'm doing I'm doing what I'm told to do everyone says I got a good personality and I speak so well and I would make a good minister and so I'm just doing what I'm being told to do just doing my just but in my gut feeling something ain't right feeling something isn't right and obviously the marriage did not last. I was god darn uh, fruitcake, you know, just waiting to fucking pop out the, you know, I, you know, I was one of them niggas in the cake, you know, like, well, <laughs> remember, did you see uh, Tyler Paris? Why did I get married? Okay. Uh, <laughs> motherfucker pop the cake like, hey, I mean, I'm not, you know, feeling like that, but I was, uh, you know, uh, I'm a freak. I like different things. I'm open. I'm, I'm not. I'm not Christianity, Christianity wasn't my life. It wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. And our, the marriage did not last long. You know, without going into too many details, that poor girl. That poor girl, you know. But eventually, you know, after a couple years, you know, not even, I don't even know how long we lasted. But the bottom line was uh, me and my pastor because the shit was hitting the fan. I mean, everything was blowing up. I was like, I, I was revolting inside. I was having, it, it was like anxiety, panic attacks. I mean, it was bad. And we went up to uh, um, uh, Mount, I think it was Acadon, Mount Acadon in, in Maine, a big mountain. And we, had, me and my, my pastor, my, my mentor, we, uh, we did like a hike and a camp, just me and him, and we were gonna talk. And we we're gonna talk. And I got drunk as hell, okay? And I came out, and it was so hard to utter the words. I think I'm like a homo or something. It was so hard. And I love this mentor, man. I love him so much, you know. Good man. A good man, okay? A lot of Christians are good people. The people that I used to go to church with, good people. I love them. Very touching. Very, you know, it is what it is. You have to go separate ways, but... In his innocence, he's like, well, do you know, try getting toys to please my wife, you know, because I didn't want to please her. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have sex. I didn't want to have sex. I just, I just didn't like, I just, I didn't want to, I just, I didn't want to do, I just wanted out. And he said, have you, you know, his thing was, did he have toys? Like, like, like just, 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 that was the advice, you know, when it got down to it and, and. The bottom line is, I just left. I ended up leaving. I ended up leaving my wife. I ended up leaving the church, the ministry, the whole damn life I left behind. And it was 
a huge scandal. It was a huge scandal. And um, I've spent the better part of 10 years trying to find myself because I never want to feel that again. I never want to feel that again. Here I am for years searching for God to save me. And all the while, God is right here, baby, inside of me. I'm God. You are God. Literally in manifestation of physical form. You out here searching for an answer to, to solve your problems. And the answer is right inside of you. During the pandemic, I'm skipping over a lot, but it's okay because we're not having two-hour podcasts. You know, um, years and years I've been searching, okay, and just kind of ups and downs. All right, figuring my sexuality, figuring out who I am, figuring out God, all that type of shit. And during the pandemic, it was like be still, right? I didn't, I couldn't. We wasn't, we wasn't doing no shows. We couldn't go outside. It was just like be still. And I just started um, reading books. I started looking at shit on YouTube. And I just started opening my mind to a different way. And I, I came upon metaphysical teachings, okay? Which I had always thought were for white women. I, I had never thought law of attraction was for niggas. I never thought that law of attraction was, it was anything but some white women shit. I never did. But, uh, I got into, I think the very first thing I got into, which was a great start, if you are searching out there and you just need a start, was Deepak Chopra's 21 Day Abundance Challenge, okay? This is how I literally started with this whole process, okay? We in the midst of the pandemic and someone suggested... And I do it. And it's a 21-day challenge, meditation challenge. The meditations are only 15 minutes, okay? And Deepak Chopra uh, is a renowned, um, you know, I, I don't know what you call him, but I guess meta, metaphysical teacher, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he had these just amazing, he had this amazing calm energy that I could feel. I don't give a fuck what he I just could feel. I was like, man, this feels right. This feels right to me. It's a great, great start if you're struggling. Just every day in the morning, you know, wake up, 21-day uh, meditation. 21 days of just 15-minute meditations that he guides you through, and it is a life changer. You know, it really brought abundance into my life. Okay, well, again, all these things, we've got many, many episodes, so we'll talk more in depth about these things. From there, more YouTube videos. I just started searching. It was like I became like, a, like just tunnel vision, you know, searching for more of this. And I came upon a very old school metaphysical teacher. Her name is Florence Scovel Shen. And she wrote a book that is the foundation for so many of these teachings. And it's called The Game of Life and How to Play It. Wow, guys, wow, wow. I cannot at this day and time, at this point right now, give you scientific explanations for everything that is in this book. For me, it was about intuition and feeling. It felt right. And in this book, what she 
um, demonstrates and, and tries to get you to understand is that the game of life, or I'm sorry, that life is not a struggle. You hear people talk like that? Do you ever hear people, everything is like life is so just a struggle and you know, but that's life, it's so hard. It just, they, they don't mean bad, they're not bad people, but it just sounds so depressing. Like, oh my God, I just gotta accept that, 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 cause life is that, 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 that. Well, in this book, she explains that life is actually a game and you gotta figure out the rules, baby, of the game. It's a game to be won. It's not a game where you're supposed to be struggling, trying to figure out where's your next meal going to come from, figure out where you're going to fucking uh, sleep at night or stay. No, 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 no. It's a game. And if you know how the rules of the game, you're winning. And if you don't know how the rules, the, uh, how the rules of the game, you're going to be struggling. And man, there's such good stuff in this book. So that's one of the big foundations of um of what I of what I uh studied. Then I went into Joe Dispenza. Joe Dispenza is a an amazing scientist. Um and again kind of like a meta, metaphysical teacher who actually uses science. Now we talking about the good stuff, which is why I love white people. My god, they come with the goods, baby actual physics and quantum physics and science and that to actually uh prove law of attraction type shit okay look up joe dispenza you know he talks about the subconscious mind um and then from there i got into this book which is a game changer and you know this book is so powerful i'm gonna be honest with you i i, I question whether i should share it i don't, i really do because there's like little, you know, proverbs like don't cast your pearls before swine. Some people don't deserve this book. You know, they really don't. And, um, you know, I'm going to share it because we're a small podcast. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if this is something that I'm going to share, you know, so widely. Okay. The School for Gods. Everybody who y'all... Talk about the Illuminati, the 1%. With all them people that you hate so much, they are living a really fantastic, wonderful life. And there are rules, and um, maybe not rules, practices for uh, how you get to that point. And the School for Gods is an unbelievable... I would say it's nonfiction, but I think it's, 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 you know, they say it's a fictional book. It's by uh, Stefano Diana, an Italian guy, and he talks about this guy named the Dreamer who came to talk to him and revealed himself and revealed all these truths, and it is an absolute game changer. It's a game changer. And it basically talks about the law of attraction. And then from all of that, I actually started listening to Abraham and Esther Hicks, which is the direct, that's where they, the, the secret comes from and, and all that type of stuff and where the law of attraction came from. So a lot of this stuff is parallel teaching. There are a slight di um, differences. You know, the bottom line is you got to make this shit work for you. Okay. What I've gotten from all of this law of attraction shit, 
um, that I so that is literally it is within me it, this is it baby this is I, I know this is it because I feel it Christianity it was always I'm trying I'm trying to reach a standard that that is up here this law of attraction shit I feel it in my bones this is it and I don't give a fuck about names we call law of attraction I don't need to call law of attraction call it whatever you want the bottom line is in this life your experience whatever your experience good bad and different you are attracted to you and my understanding of all this shit is that at the end of the day, you are responsible for the life that you have. For, for creating the life that you have and the life that you currently have, it's yours. Ain't nobody do it to you. Um, you know, you know, my parents, my da da da, and my, my parents and uh, my family history, da 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 Okay, and that's what this podcast is about blaming the victim, putting the accountability squarely on your shoulders to figure out, okay, why am I attracting this experience in my life? I don't like it. Remember something, guys the antagonist, the criminal, the bad guy, the person who ever did something to you, they just doing their job. It's on you to learn the lesson so you don't continue to let it happen again and again and again. You get it? Okay. All right. That's a that's a summation. Long winded. Long winded. Long winded. Uh, there's like ten stories and 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 what we just talked about that I can do individually and I will do in future um, uh, topics. But this episode, I really just wanted to get you guys an understanding of who I am and how I got to this point. So that was kind of a general overview and uh, I really do I hope you'll write into me I hope you'll connect with me JC knows best at Instagram because I really want to talk to y'all and like you know like kind of best demonstrated practices you know see where you're at with your beliefs talk about it kick it learn from each other but 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 blaming the victim is here to stay all right and, and let's give a little love. Let, let's give a little applause because that was that was yeah that was yeah that was a lot that was a lot that was a lot. We like it. We like it. We like it. We like it. Um, okay. Uh, I had another segment, which was the quote of the week. Um, I'll do that, and then we'll do sign-offs for everybody. Um, this week's quote is, No man is your enemy. No man is your friend. Every man is your teacher. Peep game, you get it? You know, person you having problems with, da 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 da. Learn, learn from the scenario. What are they teaching you? What are they teaching you? You know, I try not to look at people, even if they do me wrong, as enemies. I always try to learn what is the lesson here. You know, and even friends, I don't get too hung up on when friends do me wrong. It's like, what's the lesson here? Okay, so try to, you know, surmise that. And I don't know who said that. No, we'll, we'll figure out um, who said I think it's like an unknown author. But no man is your enemy. No man is your friend. Every man is your teacher. That's the quote of the week. Okay. I am so excited that you guys tuned in for another week. Um, yes, we're going to be having guests in the future. We're going to be having great interviews. We're going to be digging into people's issues and trying to figure out what's going on. Um, where can you find us? On IG, okay, at Blame the Victim Pod. 
okay look us up on ig follow us um youtube okay so at jc knows best my youtube we're uploading weekly episodes every single wednesday all right um yes again huge oh no you can write into us you can write into us and i want y'all to write into us if you're having an issue it can be anonymous okay if you're having any issue send it to give us a shot Give me a shot, bro. I got you. I got a talent for this. Trust. If you're having an issue, write into us, and we will, um, you know, help you to resolve the issue that you're having. You know, by showing you how it's your fault. Okay. And you can write into us at blame the victim podcast at gmail.com. All right. Um, once again, shout out to our sponsor, Nifty Comedians blockchain um digital blockchain network that connects comedians with their fans through the form of nfts go to niftycomedians.io and you can purchase an nft using uh your credit card that goes a long way to support artists uh once again my boys um you know big c big c very talented uh singer has a new song out called Whack Niggas. Shit is fire. We've performed it a couple times. Heating up the charts. Big out there in Europe. Okay. Uh, Phoenix, we've got a new song. Yeah, give it up here for Big C. Come on, man. Give it up for uh, Big C and his damn Europe. Uh, we, we got, we're manifesting tours in Europe, by the way, in the future. Uh, uh, my man Phoenix, he's got a new song come out, uh, coming out. Uh, my EP releasing uh, August 15th. August 15th. EP is entitled? Becoming. Becoming, baby. Becoming. Okay, look up Phoenix. That's F-N-X. Okay, not the regular Phoenix you think. Uh, and I've been JC Best. You can look me up at JC Knows Best, YouTube, Instagram, all the things. And we're here every single Wednesday to bring you that heat. We love you and we'll see you next week. Yes, sir.